Friday then, then Saturday, Sunday what? It's Friday then, then Saturday, Sunday what? It's Friday again, then Friday Sunday. It is Friday, but I'm going to forewarn you. First of all, welcome back to OK Dad Pod. This is going to be my first and only kind of uh, downer episode. I know I I pride myself on being a very positive guy, you know, keep the mood uplifting and vaguely inspirational for a very select few people, but I will not be doing that this episode. Since I recorded last, the... Notre Dame Fighting Irish lost to the Ohio State Buckeyes in a thriller last Saturday. I have not yet recovered from it, and I want to ponder that with everyone here. Uh, In addition to that, you've got the Chicago Cubs, my favorite baseball team, uh, trying desperately to not make the wild card. And you've got the Chicago Bears forgetting how to play football. Uh, at all. And so that brings me to the topic today of fandom. The fandom of the opera. Why why is this why why do people I I don't even understand how this all works, right? So I've loved Notre Dame my whole life. I've loved the Bears. I've loved the Cubs. Why do we get to a point as people that we like teams so much that when they lose, it feels like something horrible has happened in your own life? Um, I don't understand it. I was like debating. So I'm, I'm recording this from my office right now, and my office backdrop is a whole bunch of like Notre Dame memorabilia and stuff, picture of me when I was in the Irish Guard, Um, a little mini football helmet, just a whole bunch. of. It's a Notre Dame dedicated wall, and I like having it behind me because it's like when you see those news reporters or uh, analysts from ESPN, whenever they do a video call interview, they always have like a super sick backdrop, like a bookshelf and like, other little trinkets and stuff. So when I take work calls, I have Notre Dame behind me. <clears throat> and it looks pretty sick. I mean, if you hate Notre Dame, then I guess you wouldn't like it. But, you know, replace your team here. Uh, it, it looks pretty cool. I almost took the entire thing down this week. Because I was questioning my love for sports. Football in particular. I was like, is this even worth it? Why do I have this stuff behind me? I should just take it all down, put something else up, and just forget sports forever. I'll still watch the games, right? I'm not I'm not saying that I'm abandoning 
being a Notre Dame fan, being a Bears fan, being a Cubs fan. That, unfortunately, is not something I can do. But why is it something I can't do? That's what I want to know. Because if I could just abandon it, that would be great. Why does it cause me heartburn to watch a bunch of people play a sport? And again, I don't want to downplay that it's not just a sport. We're talking people's livelihoods. There's a lot of money on the line. There's there's a lot going on there. There's a lot more than just a game. But on the flip side, it is kind of just all made up, right? Like you win a national championship in football. Someone just made a trophy. Like they just had a design and they're like, yeah, let's do, let's give this to whomever wins. And you're winning the championship on schedules that are all just kind of made up. Like football in general just kind of started from a bunch of people probably got together and made it up. So it's not like this sacred, always been there thing. And I'm I'm making more of a commentary on life. Like I said, this is gonna be a bit of a downer episode. It's not we're not we're not uplifting here. We're we're mourning being sucked in and stuck liking teams that just in general frustrate the heck out of us, right? So we that's not everyone. You know, New England Patriots fans have had it great for a while, but now they're experiencing it, right? It doesn't matter who you're a fan of. You can't just say, oh, yep, I'm going to be without blemish for the rest of my life. It's always, there's always some bad. And there's never only good. The only good is when you're like watching football between two teams that you have no attachment to. And you're like, oh, I'm just hoping for a good game. And you can't hope for a good game when you're watching your own team because a good game means it's not good enough because you didn't blow everyone out. So why why do we get so attached to something that is just completely made up? Complete it's completely made up. Some it none of it is none of it was inherently there. None of it will inherently be there. They just made it up. You even look at companies and stuff. You know, you're you're abiding by all these standards and you have audits and tax teams and all that, but all of that was even made up. The whole economy was made up at some point. So why do, why do I still take it serious knowing that it's just a game and that whether Notre Dame wins or loses has nothing, it has no impact on my life whatsoever. And yet here I am broken over a game. And yes, you can, this is maybe not everyone understands this podcast isn't supposed to be for everyone, especially not this episode. In football, you play with 11 people on the field from your team at any given time. Notre Dame, however, in the last two plays of the game, the last play of the game being the ultimate play where Ohio State scored a touchdown, we had 10 guys on the field. And that's not a good matchup. You would want 11 versus 11. You would want 12 versus 11, not 10 versus 11. But then again, it's just the game. 
And Ryan Day is scared of Lou Holtz, a very old man who uh, couldn't really do anything to Ryan Day. And yet he bothered him so much that he came after him in the postgame interview. Which again, why is this game something that makes a coach do that? You look at Oregon's head coach, did something similar in the game where they beat Colorado. You know, they thumped Colorado and everyone's like, oh yeah, Colorado got what was coming for them and blah, blah, blah. Why do the coaches care that much to yell at other people and talk about how that, how right they are and how cool they are? I don't get it. Maybe there's a day in the near future where I just stop being a football fan and I don't watch any of the games that are going to drive me nuts. I don't think that day will come, but, oh, it was closer than it's ever been after this one. And I've lived through and watched the Bush push where USC beat Notre Dame on a technically illegal play because you couldn't push people into the end zone back in that year. They changed it. I'm glad they did. But at the time, it was illegal. The Gary Gray turnaround game, uh, that was when they lost to Michigan. And if Gary Gray would have just turned around, he would have picked off the ball instead of it being a last-second touchdown. But I think Mario Manningham. And if that's right, I mean, kudos to me. And now we've got the 10 guys on the field, which is might how it will be known. I don't know. But that's that's Notre Dame. That's Notre Dame who now only has one loss and can still run the table, have a good bowl game, you know, potentially playoff and whatever. But again, that that's all just technically made up. So why am I so jaded about it? Who knows? This is what happens with very diehard fans. It like breaks your heart to watch a team lose, and that just stinks because it probably doesn't even make the players feel as bad as it makes the fans sometimes. Yeah, that's probably not true. Players are probably just a little bit more resilient than uh, than old Nate. And then don't get me started on the Bears. What a disaster that is. Just everything falling apart all at once. If it turns out that they're tanking again a second year in a row to try to get like Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. in the draft, then... You know what? Kudos. But it stinks in the moment here. That's for sure. It's hard to watch. So I'm debating just not ever even wearing stuff from my favorite teams. Wearing merch. It makes me sad. It's not that I'm embarrassed to wear it. It's I'm embarrassed to wear it and be that into something that is not that important. Because right now, what is important, it is my family, it is my friends, it's the people. The people are important in my life. Everything else kind of takes a back seat. I don't even care if I miss games. That was kind of the whole saga with me dating Rachel and getting married. I've missed, I've missed plenty of big Notre Dame games. 
And that didn't even bother me that much. It's when I do watch them and then they break my heart. That is the worst. But the Bears are 8,000 times worse and they make you feel bad. So I need I need some advice. If anyone's listening to this, and that is a very weird thing to say <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> if any, If anyone's listening to this, tell me what I can do on Saturdays and Sundays to not feel like I'm missing out on football, which is my favorite thing, but to also not care as much about football. It's like I need, I need an intervention. Get me to care less and be happier. That's what I need to know. Because by gosh, by golly, it is not fun listening to your team listening to your team it's not fun watching your team lose uh at all it's dead but that's great i could only make it 13 minutes and 40 seconds being a downer and now i'm like we need to flip the script here because i that yeah that was that was depressing wasn't it i did add my two to the soundboard like i said i would I followed through on something. It's Friday then. It's Saturday, Sunday. Sunday. What? It's Friday then. It's Friday. It's Friday. It's Friday. So I'm pretty happy about that because Friday's the best. It's also funny that I'm like adding the it's Friday to something that is getting released every Friday as if that's not already assumed. But happy Friday. I might leave this as a short episode because I'm sad. And now I'm really worried because Notre Dame plays Duke in what could be very much, very likely a letdown game. Or they could beat the tar out of them. Who knows? But help me stop liking it so much. That's what I need to, that's what I need to work on. Help me stop liking sports and just play them or something. It's fun playing them with Cal. He thinks that falling down in the grass is a touchdown now because he, we went to my brother's game that he coached his middle schoolers and we went on the field after the game and I told Cal to run across the end zone line. Also, that's one thing I've really noticed This is a tangent, but if you think about terms of some sport or something you do, that's been so ingrained in you since you were little, you, you've been so indoctrinated. Uh, some of the terms they use in sports are very literal terms that take on some extra meaning. So like end zone, you know, I think of that as like, oh, that's a that's a football term. Oh, it's, you know, that's when you score a touchdown, you're in the end zone. It's literally just the zone at the end of the field. It's the end zone. A first down, like you think of that as a big thing. You can picture, you know, everyone making the motion of a first down that the officials make. You know, they do that every time they get the first down. They do this thing where they wipe under their nose and point to a first down. Don't know if that's a drug reference or what. I don't get it. Uh, Looks kind of sick, though. But it just means that you now have a first down. And a down is just a play. So it's pretty literal. Out of bounds, you're just stepping outside of the bounds of the field. 
And then football, very intuitive. Uh, it's a ball that you throw around with your hands. Stop it. Get some help. But anyway, Cal thinks that falling in the grass is a touchdown because I asked him to run into the end zone after the middle schoolers played their game. He was out on the field, and he ran, and right when he got to the line, he fell, but he fell into the end zone. So then I was like, touchdown. And so then now he just thinks when he falls on grass, it's a touchdown. So that's fun. It's actually quite hilarious, but he's getting there. He used to think, I I think he knows what football players are now, but at first he, because we taught him go Irish. So now every time he sees a Notre Dame logo, he says, go Irish. But he also attributed a Go Irish to a a football player. So basically, an individual football player in Cal's mind was a Go Irish, a singular Go Irish. So when we went and saw my brother's first middle school game this year, there are obviously more than one player. There's more than one player out on the field at a given time. There's a bunch. So then Cal saw all of these, and he's like, ooh, there's a bunch of Go Irishes which is really cute and really funny, really wrong, but really funny. And he was cheering on, he was cheering him on in the game and he likes watching foot. And we went to that game and then he wanted to immediately watch football on TV because he didn't get enough football. So what I'm saying in this whole episode is that I'm worried. Do I let my kids follow down the same path that I did and drink the Kool-Aid early, or as Nebraska fans would say, the Rule-Aid, you drink that early and then you love these teams for reasons that you can't explain. It reminds me of a bit that Dynamic Banter and Mike Falzone did where it's, you know, why do I hate the Red Sox so much and love the Yankees? It's like, why do I hate you as a person for wearing a Red Sox jersey? Just because he's from... He's from the Northeast, bloody. I don't give me neither of those teams. Give me the Cubbies. But do I let my kids come down this same path or do I even discourage them from falling in love with a team that much so that they don't get hurt? Am I, is that, that really the best thing I can do for my kids to protect them is not let them like Notre Dame, the Bears, the Cubs, or really any team, because if you don't like them, if you don't like the teams that I like, you still go through turmoil every now and again. My wife's a Browns fan. Do I not like let Cal like the Browns as I've come to like? Do I really try to avoid them from having to go through the mental gymnastics of being a Notre Dame fan married to an Ohio State fan? Do we just like keep that out of their view? their knowledge and just let them, but that's the thing. If you let them draw their own conclusions, they're going to, they're going to probably follow suit with what the parents do. And we love football. So does that mean we need to do something on our end to squelch that love of football so that our kids don't see it and then they can live a happy, normal life and not be, not have this really weird feeling in the pit of your stomach after a, a game is lost. That's what I want to know. Is that what I should be doing? Should I do what's best for my kids 
and not let them like the same teams that I like. That's a that's a thought for, for everyone to ponder here. Anyone who has kids, thinking about having kids, are we doing them a disservice by getting them entrenched in this not even largely American? You look at actual football, soccer, and look at the fandom there. Your whole year can be ruined by a loss. But we like watching it. It's something in our nature. Do I take this away from my kids and save them so that they're actually more happy people. I feel like it's my responsibility. I feel like I might only be thinking that this day, this week. For instance, if Notre Dame wins against Duke, I'm not going to even wish that the Bears win. But if Notre Dame wins, am I right back into love this team, love football, I don't know, because right now I feel pretty defeated. But anywho, this was a sad, depressing episode, uh, albeit a shorter one, of OK Dad Pod. Um, Updates, kids are doing great, they're growing. Quinn's going to be walking here in like a month, probably, because she's a determined little fart. Cal, of course, is hilarious, and his vocabulary is out there it's very very good you know he doesn't shut up but i wouldn't have it any other way so i hope everyone out there uh, is not experiencing the same thing that i'm experiencing hopefully you have control over your emotions and we'll be back next week with a happier topic one probably somewhat almost related to the whole vision of this podcast which has to be me being a dad who knows i who cares i can do whatever topic i want but that'll do it for this week's episode of okay dad pod and i can't believe i'll say this after all that but go irish bye-bye Okay.